Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. How's it going? Welcome back to another episode of Bold Sports, one episode 98 here. 98. Wow. Uh, we're getting close to the 100 mark there, uh, Matt. How yeah, you feeling? I feel I feel like we need to have a special planned. Uh, yeah, 100th episode. We we need to call in some favors and get get some like, I don't know, get get some Steelers on, unless, <laughs> unless they're you know sucking still. Well, I mean, the Steelers aren't sucking. I mean, they're doing their thing. Um, I don't know anybody on the team anymore. <laughs> The last guy I knew just got traded. Oh, I thought you were saying like you don't know like like you don't know names. No, no, I know names and stuff, but <laughs> you personally, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like the last guy I knew that I could call just got traded. Well, maybe maybe so. that's a sign that like Tomlin's like put his foot down on the discipline. Uh, you know, eh, there's they're that. not they're not going to microbreweries every day in Bellevue anymore. <laughs> <laughs> None of them have came to microbreweries in Bellevue, um, but I've known them from previous positions I've had in this town. Uh, but in the meantime, though, we are in episode 98, and, you know, we correlate that to jersey numbers and so forth. So, 98 was Mr. Big Snack. Casey Hampton. Casey Hampton uh, is what we have known to be number 98. Um, Oliver Gibson and Daryl Sims also uh, wore 98. Oliver Gibson was when we were kids. I don't remember him. Neither do I. I don't remember either of those names. Neither do I. Ninety eights are good though. Yeah. Um, Casey Hampton can can carry the whatever slack you know is left. Yeah. In, in terms of us not not remembering them, like he was so good, like his thing was he would tie up two offensive linemen every time he rushed. Every time. And uh, and you the, know, Steel, you know, the Steelers are running a three four, but it was really like a four four. Well, yeah, because Casey Hampton was at nose tackle just. Uh, gobbling up the, I've seen him take on three dudes, and it, it it's it's tough, you know. Like my my dad was still going to games pretty regularly, um, you know during during like the heyday of Casey Hampton, and he would always say like he would just watch the line play, like you know his his seats are in the end zone, yeah. you know still are he just sells them, but like you know like they're in the end zone, you know you get the binoculars, you get to see a different perspective on football that you don't get to watch from watching at home. You know, um, and you know, so Hampton was always a good guy to watch, and you could you could kind of see that like you know the game was sort of changing around him. Like a lot of teams switched to a four three, like while Casey was still in the league, and you kind you kind of felt like, oh gee, like I wonder how they're going to replace Hampton. Like they might actually have to do it with you know four two, guys, two, two down linemen in the middle instead of one. Yeah. Um. So far, that hasn't really happened. Like Tomlin. You know, came from a four-three system, like in the the Tony Dungy coaching tree. Yep. Um, they ran cover two. Like that's not even a thing anymore. You never hear about cover two anymore. So Barely. you know, the Steelers' defense is what it is. Without Casey Hampton, they don't have a number ninety-eight. They look pretty damn good against the Bengals, but it was hey, it was just the Bengals. <laughs> True. That's that's my um, cautious approach to that. Um, so, have you ever met Casey Hampton? Seen him in public? Yeah, I used um, to lift weights with him and George Bush. What, what, what's your point? <laughs> no, I've never met Casey Hampton. Um, so the first time I saw Casey Hampton was at Nakama 
Okay. On the south side. Okay. I was there as a guest. Mm-hmm. And Casey Hampton was there with some family and friends. And he had two plates going and two forks. Like one fork in each hand. Like boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Left, right, left, right. And he was solid. Um, then as a um, uh, bartender and server in this town, I, I had Casey Hampton uh, a few times. Uh, working at a, a steakhouse downtown Pittsburgh, and um, we had on the menu, and it's still on the menu if you go to the restaurant, it's a 32 ounce bone in Wagyu tomahawk ribeye. Um, my man ate two. <laughs> uh, 64 ounces of ribeye? I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, the bone was probably eight ounces okay. itself. Still. So, but still. You know, the, several pounds of meat there, my yeah, man. The, the, the steak, they were $100 a piece. Yeah. They still are $100 a piece if you go to this restaurant. Okay. Well, awesome. Um, you know... I've been, uh, I've been planning a good steak night, but it's, it's just going to be at home. Well, you know what? I did a good steak night last night before uh, before the game. Uh, it was awesome. You should have probably had a second, judging. <laughs> you know what? Judging by the stories I've heard so far. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> Steve gets drunk on occasion. Uh, but anyway, and the Steelers win on occasion. The, yeah, 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 the Steelers do win on occasion. But no, uh, Casey Hampton, man, good dude. Um, I actually have a jersey of his upstairs that's signed. Cool. Um, I won it. Um, uh, we were at training camp one year, and they had this booth at training camp. Uh, it was a treasure chest with a lock on it, and it was. A dollar for three keys or five dollars for ten keys. Okay. And to and if the key unlocked the treasure chest, you got what was inside of it. So I gave him five bucks and I'm sitting there and my son at the time was still in high school and I'm sitting there, I'm picking the keys out of this like bin that they have and I'm like playing the keys I'm like okay that one works I'm like okay okay and my son's like just pick fucking 10 keys man and I'm like <clears throat> I am picking 10 keys I was like the the key is when picking the keys is not to have the same bite combats on them right and he's like whatever so you gotta think things <clears throat> you gotta think you gotta have a system yeah you know it's so, just like yeah it's just like roulette yeah so so I'm sitting there and I have these keys and I put the key in the lock and it nope Nope. I'm like the sixth key in and it opens the lock on this treasure chest. I'm like, sweet. What up? And it's a Casey Hampton signed jersey. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. I got it. Fit you? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's upstairs. It still has the tags on it. Casey Hampton signed, but not Casey Hampton sized. Correct. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the key. Yeah. Uh, That's a a lot of fabric, folks. It it, it fits me. Hey Siri, stop! Siri, don't stop the jams. I don't know what Siri's doing. Siri's crazy more, like with the TV stuff. Siri, that but, was a banger. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but my son's there and goes, "I'm like, see, that's why you pick out the different teeth on the keys. Mm. If you have ten keys to pick from, you're gonna pick ten different teeth setups. Yeah, it's you know, like I, you don't put all you don't put all your blocks in the same row. 
on the uh, block on a pool. football pool. No, you know? no, never. So, but the woman, I opened the box. She's like, "Oh, oh, you opened that! Congratulations!" She's like, "How many keys do you have left?" I'm like, four. She's like, "Okay, um, I gotta run now and grab another prize and another lock." I'm like, "Okay, do that." So we had to wait like five more minutes because I saw like four keys left. Oh, so you got to keep winning. So I got to keep trying to win. And of course, the next four keys didn't win. But... Yeah. Well, she probably found a lock that like <laughs> had way different teeth from the last one. Correct. Um, Two can play at this game. Yeah. So, But I got a Casey Hampton signed jersey. I mean, and I've met him a handful of times over the years. I have a, uh, so not my story, a friend of mine's story. Um, so I had a couple of friends of mine went to the Cleveland Steelers game in Cleveland. Okay. And after the game was over and whatnot, they did whatever they did. And then they were driving home and stopped at the rest area, the last rest area in Ohio before you hit Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And they're in there and they're, you know, taking a piss, going to, and there's McDonald's in there. Well, they said they're they're in there at McDonald's and they're waiting in line, and all of a sudden, like these two buses pull up, and all these guys come out and they're like, "Oh shit, that's the Steelers!" <laughs> and they stop, and then Casey Hampton and a bunch of other guys are in line at McDonald's, but he's like, "My buddy, my buddy said they were there first, so they got their food." Better get in line before the Steelers. <laughs> they, I once they, went to Sheets when a bus full of like. Fracking workers showed up. Oh, and I was like, dude, I gotta, I gotta get my order in now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but like so, these, these are the Steelers. Yeah. So, so he said they're there, and he's getting his food, and he gets his food, and Casey Handlong goes, "Yo, bro, you got an extra nugget?" <laughs> he's like, "Who do I say no to, Casey Handlong?" Um, he's like. Have some nuggets, my man. And Casey Hampton, like, ate his nuggets. I would not. Uh, <laughs> He's like, I just gave Casey Hampton, like, five nuggets. Okay, first of all, like, that's not cool. I would not do that. Um, I'd be on the news. Um, I'm sure I'd get free Browns tickets for life after I got out of the hospital. But if I had to get into a fight over my nuggets, like, with someone who clearly can afford his own nuggets. You know? Well, the thing is, is... Casey didn't get his food first, so my uh, this guy I talked to, he's like, told me the story. He's like, I got my food. He goes, he's like, yo, bro, you know, I'm hungry. Can I get, can, can I get a nugget? <laughs> that's not, that's not okay. That's not okay. <laughs> and you know, like, it also reminds me of this story that this priest I know used to tell about like a homeless guy who was like stealing his nuggets at McDonald's. And then I found out, like, seriously, like, three months ago that that's not really a story that happened to Father George, that that's just a story that, like, every priest tells to teach lessons about, like, (laughs) humility and kindness. And, like, I don't know, I guess just because the closest McDonald's to my high school was the one on Forbes Avenue, like, I believe that that happened, I don't know. So maybe maybe that didn't actually happen, and and that's just your friend's allegory about how, like, tis better to... to give your nuggets to someone with millions of dollars in his bank account. It happens. And just drive on down the turnpike and pay the exorbitant, like, Pennsylvania reassimilation fee that they charge. Anyway. Anyway, let's move on uh, to... How about some Riverhounds bullshit? Woo! Yeah. So, and this is not bullshit. This is true... Pretty awesome, actually. True stuff going on with the Riverhounds. Um, the home unbeaten streak is, like, 24 games now. 24 games, home unbeaten streak. Uh, 
So like seven shutouts in a row now? With Indy 11, and it was 3-0. Did you see that goal that Nico Brett scored uh, on a... F- okay, you know soccer terms more than I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it was a penalty kick or a free kick, but he had the wall in front of him. Yeah, that, that's a free kick. That's a free kick. Mm-hmm. That's not a penalty kick, that's a free kick. No. So we had the wall of guys that like hold their crotch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he kicks the ball... Um, yeah, I mean, like, a broader term is set piece. I mean, that's what you call any sort of, like, dead ball situation where one team gets to, like, serve the ball up. That includes corner kicks. Okay. Okay, but if if it's a free kick, like, from, you know, because a foul was committed. It was in between yeah. the box. It, it was from outside the box. Mm-hmm. And it's in between midfield and the box. Neeker Brett got this, the free kick. Mm. Uh, and he pulled a bend it like Beckham. <laughs> Dipped it down under the bar. Yo, uh, it actually went in the uh, actually far right corner. Nice. Uh, but he went over top of the wall of guys, the four or five guys that mm. stand there with their hands over their dicks. Yeah. And uh, went over top. It's a good strategy. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know, and uh, went over top in the far. It was like a solid, like, you know, an outside corner. Quick in bend and hit in that top right corner, and the goalie was like, "Huh? Wait, that went in? Shit!" <laughs> uh, type deal. Uh, that was against Indy Eleven. That was Saturday. Uh, that happened. Yeah. Uh, that's the goal that I saw that stood out. That's like, I think that could probably be the Riverhounds like goal of the year, even goal of the year, um, just because of the way it, it went down. Uh, and then they played um, Loudon United this evening um, in the USL and took the win. And this I wonder win, how many people were following the Loudon United game tonight in DC. Uh, given given that the Nats are playing in the wild card, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's a few. Yeah, that that we're following and we're there. There should be few in the stands. Uh, even though that the Nationals were in the wild card playoff game tonight, I'd have I'd have no trouble going to a soccer match and listening to the baseball game on my headphones while I'm there. We'll talk about listening to headphones in a baseball game, um, because in the event you went to a baseball game this past weekend, you should have listened to your headphones. Yeah, I did not. Go. Um, <laughs> I, did, I didn't go to the. the, the any neither did game. I. But I, I know listen, you didn't. But I listened. Um, so I haven't even listened to many games this year, but I, I did. I did tune in uh, on Sunday, so that's good. Nice. Uh, and you have, so Loudoun United tonight, the Hounds beat 2-1. Uh, to one, But the big news with that is that pushed the Hounds into, look at that, sir. First place. First place. Ba, 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 ba. Now, a lot of teams are inactive tonight. Um, did we lose a game in hand? We, uh, we still like have an extra game on anybody behind us, or how's that breaking down? Uh, I believe that there is a game in hand still. Well, by looking at the schedule the last week, we had a game in hand on the top four positions. So I don't think winning tonight get, loses us a game in hand okay. at all. Uh, we are now... <clears throat> Uh, matches played, 31 matches played, Riverhounds, Nashville, New York Red Bulls, Tampa Bay Rowdies, uh, are all 31 matches played, Indy 11, Louisville is at 30 matches played, 
Um, and they're at 56 and 51 points. So the Riverhounds are currently at 61 points. Nashville is at 58 points. Red Bulls, two, are at 57. Tampa Bay Rallies are 57. But currently, right now, the Riverhounds are in first place in their conference in the USL. So first place. we have that. That's great. That's uh, so. I think that almost pretty much guarantees them a home game. Now again, there's a few matches left. Yeah. Anything else? And I mean, they were in fifth pl- when we recorded last week. They were in fifth place in seating. Um, so there, there's a lot going on there. There, there is. I mean, it's not over. The soccer season is not over by all means. Um, we have that going on. Yeah. Well, you know, in this in this season of transition <laughs> from baseball to, you know, hockey in in the city, you know, football's already underway. Hopefully, you know, things are looking up a little bit in terms of like football fans. I don't know. Pitt fans should be feeling pretty happy right now. Um, Penn State fans certainly have nothing to be ashamed of. And Riverhounds fans, like, if you fall into either one of those three categories, like, you know, you're kind of loving life right now. Definitely. I mean, soccer in general, uh, I know I was uh, out and about this afternoon and having lunch, and there was a gentleman watching, uh, is it Champs League? Yeah, Champions League. Was Tottenham. He was Tot- watching the Tottenham, Tottenham and Bayern today. Munich. Tottenham got destroyed. I, like went somewhere at halftime and got back a little later than I anticipated and, like, what the hell happened? Um, Tottenham, I was just talking to one of my friends who's a Tottenham fan uh, the other day, and uh, he's not happy. Like, they're not, you know, they they played in the Champions League final and lost last year um, pretty early. Like, they're not looking like they're going to be contenders for the Premier League. Which, I mean, to be fair, only really Man City and Liverpool looked that way anyway. Um, but, you know, Tottenham was in the Champions League, and they could have had a completely different style of season, you know, in that competition. But not not when you're getting shellacked like they did today. So, yeah, that's that's what was on when you were out this afternoon. Yeah, I was, I was in between shifts at work, and I went over to a place to have lunch and... Uh, he had on his laptop. He was watching. Oh, yeah. cool! Yeah, and he ended up. And well, you know, you can watch uh, all the games are streaming, streamable. Yeah. Um. I, be- I I believe the Tottenham Bayern game is probably what they showed on like TNT. Yeah, TNT or TBS. I've been, I've been noticing. Oh, excuse me. Shit. Um, I've been noticing a lot of the uh, TNT TBS the Turner Network has been showing a lot of the uh Champs League soccer. Yeah, it's it's TNT gets they get like like in the weeks where they have Champions League, it's like a game on Tuesday and a game on Wednesday. Um but if you get if you get the Bleacher Report app which is partnered with TNT, right. they have all the all the feeds. Um so you you can kind of pick and if you, I subscribe to it because the team one of the teams I follow is Celtic. Uh they're in the Europa League. So those those Europa games are not on any sort of like oh, traditional yeah. television. Yeah, Europa League's it's like the NIT. Near. It's yeah. like the NIT of European soccer. Um, well, wasn't it last year that Tottenham won 
Europa League or some shit? No, t- Tottenham pulled off like like an amazing comeback in the semifinal of of the Champions League. Okay, but and that guaranteed them a spot they, in... No, they earned their spot in this year's Champions League by finishing like in the top four in the English Premier League. So okay, but the the big like the the most like impressive thing that they pulled off in recent memory was their you know victory in the semifinal of last year's Champions League against I want to say Man City. Yes, and then and then they went and lost to Liverpool in the final. And it was all a very English affair. Although technically, teams from other countries are allowed to participate. So that's really good. Uh, who do you like this year in Champs League and in European soccer? Since that's all firing up right now. Well, I mean, PSG looked pretty scary. That's that's Paris Saint Germain. They look they look pretty scary when I saw them against Real Madrid. Um, but then Madrid also lost again today, so Madrid's just bad. I, I don't watch a lot of domestic Spanish soccer, but I, I understand that, that Real Madrid and Barcelona are both having like bad starts to their season. Uh, Man United in England is having their worst start in 30 years. Uh, they're in the Europa League. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. It's I, I love Champions League because it, it, it's always like, a lot of the games are wrapping up right when I'm starting work. Right on. So it's just, you know... It, well, there's it's been just, a lot of just, soccer I, this last week. Yeah. Um, so we're like midday, like TNT and TBS are playing, you know, showing soccer. Uh, you know, I've been at work. I, I you know, I, I work at a fun lunch shift with mm-hmm. like a, you know, an hour or two hour break in between shifts. Yeah. And I go see a guy uh, for lunch. And he's got soccer on his laptop where he, you know, because it's like, oh, we don't get it where I work, but, you know, I have my laptop so I can watch it. I'm like, all right, cool. Awesome. I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, so Tottenham's playing right now. I'm like, oh, Matt likes Tottenham. Yeah. yeah. I don't really, I mean, they're they're all right. They're fun to watch, but they're not my team. You know what I mean? Right. Um, there There are a lot of teams based around London. And Tottenham is one of them. Uh, I think what's cool about Tottenham is that they've, you know, they've they've sort of turned things around from like what what they've been like in the past. Like they, you know, under under this guy Pochettino, like that's he's actually gotten them to a place where they could even think about competing for major trophies. Um, you know, it's it's proving to not be enough, and that's that's why. A lot of Tottenham fans are very disillusioned right now because it's like even when we have our best team we've ever had, you know, there's always going to be somebody it seems who's you know just that much better. And you know, lo- losing in the final to Liverpool is there's no shame in that. Um, but the idea I think was that you would come back stronger. Um, and like Pochettino even said in the off season that like you know that like the team's just not going to spend the money that, like, some of these other clubs are. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like they've already been told just to expect to not win anything again this year, you know? But they look really good on television in those those white tops with the black shorts. And, you know, certainly if they're, if Tottenham's playing Bayern, like, it's an easy decision as, like, a programming director that that's the game you want to show. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, you know, 
you you might not be seeing as much Tottenham in subsequent weeks. Um, speaking of program directors and showing some stuff, the PGA Tour this past weekend played the Safeway Open uh, in Napa Valley. Uh, you had a young gentleman win his first tour. His name is Cameron Champ. Uh, won his first tournament at the Safeway Open in Napa Valley. Um, he was a minus 17 overall. Now keep in mind, uh, it's early in the 2019-2020 PGA Tour season. I swear these guys has two weeks off. Mm. Um, now a lot of the big names did not play. Um, Mark Leishman. It was kind of a big name. He finished third. Charles Howell the third finished fourth. Uh, Justin Thomas finished tied fourth. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau uh, finished thirteenth. Adam Scott, Jim Furyk, Brant Snedeker. Um, those are some of the notable names that played in this tournament. Uh, there is no names of the likes of. Tiger Woods or Roy McIlroy or Phil Mickelson or Dustin Johnson or any of those guys played in this tournament. Uh, and again, currently right now with uh, NFL football uh, back and other things, the only way to watch the PGA Tour of Golf is on the Golf Network. Okay. Uh, and also Fox Sports. But that's not like a rare thing these days to have the Golf Network. No, it's not. It's not. I get the golf network. Yeah. Um, I no. mean, it's owned by NBC. So if you have Comcast, chances are they're gonna. Yeah, you're gonna get the golf. You're network. gonna get the golf network. Yeah. Uh, but watching the, <clears throat> watching golf and here in Pittsburgh, shit, you should still be playing golf. Surprisingly, hey, it's October first, and it was ninety two degrees today, and it's been really dry. And it's been really dry. You're so gonna get a good roll. You hit the fairway, man. You're you're gonna you're get a good set. roll. Yeah. Um. Same is true on the green, which, I mean, hey, just be prepared for that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, today would have been a really, it would have been actually almost too much. It was, it was pretty freaking hot today. Yeah. Uh, I was at work today, and I, I, I left on my break. I worked lunch shift, and I had a dinner shift, and then my dinner shift was very short because of slowness. But mm. in between the shifts, I, w I went out for an hour and a half, and I'm walking through downtown, and I was sweating. Yeah. I'm like, oh. God, it's, it's actually yeah. humid, mm -hmm. and of course the heat off the buildings in downtown and so forth um, happened, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but yeah, we have that going on. Uh, anything you did this week, sports related? Did you go do like uh, the the Dormont run? That was last weekend. Oh, that was last weekend. No, I didn't do it. This week was the great race, and great I didn't race. do that either. You didn't do the great race? No. No, 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 no 10K for you? Did you mm. ride your bike like 155 miles? No. You play golf? No. Drink beer? Yeah, but that's not a sport. <laughs> I mean, I watched sports. What did you watch this past weekend? A um, little bit of the pit game. Ah, yeah. Um, I watched most little, of the little bit game. of the Buckos on Friday because they they had it on where I was. Um, well, Friday, little, little bit of the Notre Dame game. Yeah, and, watched some of that too. You know, I watched I watched some some of the Hounds, not all of the Hounds, but some of it, and some of the college football that was on. 
you know, we had a lot of options. A lot of options. Um, you mentioned watching Friday's uh, Pirate Game, and that was Steve Blass's last um, TV right. uh, announcing. Yeah, the, fr- Friday was his last TV game, Sunday was his last radio game, and then Saturday he you know, had the night off so they could honor him. And, and he got to watch the game as a patron. Yeah. You know. Well, I'm sure well, they didn't make him pay for his ticket. No, I'm sure he didn't either, but yeah. Uh, that was a that was a good week. And Friday, um, Friday for the Pirates game um, was a walk off homer. Yeah, that Kevin Newman. Kevin Newman took the right field mm-hmm. and had the walk off homer. And then was it Saturday or Sunday? I think it was Sun. I think it was Saturday. Mm-hmm. Saturday because it was the Steve Blass. Like day, and it was Steve Blass day in Pittsburgh, and Kevin Newman gave Steve Blass his bat. Yeah, that he hit the walk off homer with, mm-hmm. um, and signed it, and like you know, signed it with his number on there, and then you know, walk off homer bat, you know, and put the the game and the date and everything on there. It was quite awesome. Um, what's your favorite Steve Blass memory? I mean, I don't have any. I mean, he he retired well well before I ever saw him play. Well, uh, he retired before I saw him play too. Um, I mean, if, if you're just talking about like his broadcasting, like, right? Basically, what we remember Steve Blass as my favorite know, my favorite thing about Steve Blass is that we have the same birthday, April eighteenth. Um, you know, he's, he's in a, he's in some, some rare company with such greats as Conan O'Brien, James Woods, oh, and Scott Hartnell. Oh! So, yeah, like, I remember Steve Blass, same birthday, I know about that. Um, I've always been fond of his stories, like... His stories he's always, he's, Well, that's obviously his whole thing, but, like, specifically when, when he references, like, drinking establishments in the South Hills. Um, yeah. I, I like how he's he he'll say things about like when he was playing, and like heading to like some watering holes on Banksville Road, and like there really aren't any anymore. Were, <laughs> anymore. Like were there or is he just like was he like so blitzed that he didn't realize he was on West Liberty? <laughs> <laughs> I mean that, that's that's really it in a nutshell for me. Uh, yeah, I mean Steve Blast for me, of course, never really remember him playing. I was alive while you yeah. played. You were alive while you no, played. No, I wasn't. He was done by 1980. I thought he was 81. But anyway. Um, I didn't have any of his baseball cards, so I couldn't tell you for sure. I didn't have any. I, I think I did have a Steve And Blast I had a Stargell, so. I think I did have a Steve Blast baseball card, but I, I don't remember him vividly. I don't remember I don't remember seeing him play. Mm. Um, I always remember him as an announcer and as a... Um, a pirate for life is how I remember him. Uh, but again, him announcing and his stories and and how he, you know, the pirates would be playing in San Francisco, and how he'd be like, oh yeah, old Candlestick Park, you know, the, the you know how the you know if it rained, the water dripped down into the you know 
the water dripped down into the tunnel on the way to the locker room. Yeah. And, you know, just stuff like that. Um, Misty Bless, going to Misty Bless. Uh, he's still remaining in Pittsburgh, him and his wife and family. Um, you know, uh, I'm sorry we didn't have a better season. Yeah, that kind of that kind of put a damper on the whole thing. You know, and how the Pirates... The Pirates went ahead and did something stupid, in my personal opinion, of, you know, we knew Clint Hurdle was probably going to get fired. We knew Neil Huntington might or might not get fired. Mm. But they go ahead and fire Clint Hurdle two hours before the final game of the season... You know, well, the whole way they handled it was very bizarre. It was very because bizarre. Because first of all, you had Clint Hurdle saying on like Friday that he expects to be back. Yep. That he that he's you know, and then the team puts out a statement like during the Friday game that basically says like, "No, we will like address this at the appropriate time." Yeah, and the appropriate. And time then they is... choose the not appropriate time to address yeah. it. When I, I didn't catch, like, the first pitch on Sunday, but I, I did, like, flip on the game Sunday afternoon at some point. And, like, I mean, it was dead. It was a pirate game, so it wasn't... But, like, even, like, the announcers were just, like, like yeah, so, this game. You know, and, and they were, like, showing, you know, shots of the radio booth with Greg Brown and Steve Blast, and, like, you've got, you know, Joe Block and Bob Walk just saying, like, yeah, like, it's just, just a weird atmosphere around here. Like, starting with, like... Firing the manager two hours before the game. Yeah, you know. No, I I did hear that. Um, Hurdle could have managed the final game. Yeah, well, they gave him the option. Yeah, they gave him the option. He says, "Now you're gonna let me go. I'm done." Yeah, and you saw that great picture, right? Oh, the great picture of Hurdle being driven out on the golf cart, like just like such a look of relief on his face, and he's there in like jeans and like a t-shirt. Nah, it's like a, like you know, a button up. I mean, yeah, you know, and, and he just had this like big smile on yeah. his face, like <laughs> relief. Uh, That's uh, why relief. I, if I'm ever president judge of Allegheny County, <laughs> I'm gonna make it a rule that you have to have golf court golf carts at divorce court. <laughs> <laughs> judge Manning, if you're listening, Judge Manning. By the way, um, I'll see you for lunch this week. I'll bring it up. Uh, yeah, will you? Do, do me a favor, actually, man. That'd be great, actually. I'll bring it up to Judge Manning. I see him once every two weeks. Roughly. Yeah. Roughly. Cool. At least twice a month, I see Judge Manning. Um, but, yeah. Um, but, no, like, Clint Hurdle, yeah, that, that, that picture of him going out on the cart, like... Yeah. Like, smiling. I mean, honestly, he, was probably, he, was probably, he probably saw someone that he knew, and because he's, like, such a nice guy, like... I don't think I don't think he was necessarily just sitting there like oblivious to his surroundings, thinking like I'm not the manager anymore. Diddly-dee-dee. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sure that like someone was standing off camera and he was just like, "Oh, like I'm very happy to see you and like let's enjoy this moment." But yeah, like it's not a good look for a team that specializes in not good looks. Yeah. So uh, you, you know, and and here's the deal: is is um, you know what. As long as he does not get another coaching position in MLB, the Pirates owe him six million dollars. Yeah, that's another reason to smile. Yeah, because mm. you know you can go home and hang out with your wife, go fishing, go play golf, 
go do whatever you want to do for the next two years, mm-hmm. and you're still getting paid six million dollars. <laughs> it's not a it's not a bad deal. It's it's really not. So, there's that. Um, speaking of pirates, we're gonna go ahead and take a break right now. Like the pirates, whose break is going until they're, they're, February. Their break's till February. <laughs> we're gonna take a break for a few moments. Uh, not, not, then, not till February. And then we'll come back and we'll talk a little more pirates uh, on the backside of the break. Actual uh, baseball talk and not like personnel moves. Retirements and firings we yeah, got out of the way. A little bit. Uh, but alright folks. Uh, Next segment we talk revolution. Alright folks. Take a, uh, take a break right now. Listen to what our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios and Beach you have going on with Russell Mayhem. Fishing Without Bait, Awesome Cast, and all the other podcasts that uh, Michael Sorg brings to us on a weekly and daily basis. Uh, we'll be back in just a few moments. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back uh, for our second edition here at Bold Sports. We're going to continue on this second edition uh, here about the Pirates. Um, we were talking previously about uh, Steve Blass's last weekend, mm-hmm. uh, him announcing... As opposed uh, to Steve Blass's last weekend, which occurred somewhere on Route 19. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, he's got some great stories. He does. He's, he's been around a lot. It's awesome. Um, this guy at the bar Friday was like, He's like, why am I even reading Steve Blass's book? All it is is a bunch of stories that he tells for free on the game. And I'm like, buddy, like, think about it. Like, they're gonna, there's gonna be a run on them books next year when people aren't getting any more stories, right? On the pirate games that they refuse to watch because the team is so shitty. Yeah. So you know, maybe, maybe you sell that book for more than you paid for it. You know, I, you know, I will miss Steve Blass as an announcer. I will. Yeah. Um, uh, and then you have um, Bob Walk to take over. Bob Walk's got some good stories too. Doesn't tell like Steve Bus did. Nah. Uh, Bob Walk's more of a determined, to the point type of guy. Yeah, Bob Walk's stories all involve like being on the Braves and the Phillies. <laughs> I mean, a lot of them do. Well, I mean, Bob or, Walk... or like like giving up home runs, or like that one time he hit one. I mean, Bob Walk does have a World Series ring. Yeah. It was with the Phillies in 1980. But he has a World Series ring. Mm-hmm. So, Steve Blass has a World Series ring. It's with the Pirates in 1979. 71. 79. 71. He has two. He, 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 he was the, the, like, the, he was on the mound for the 71. Yeah, and then he has a 79 ring, too. Okay, but he wasn't playing. It's in 79 still? He couldn't even, like, I thought he, like, forgot how to pitch by, like, 75. Yeah, I mean, it was, he was still there. And had, I guess, I guess being bad at pitching doesn't, like, disqualify yeah. you from the Pirates. Yeah. Is the point. Uh, but, you know, and it sucks to say that we're still talking about the 70s with mm-hmm. the Pirates. Like, how many years did we go in Pittsburgh about talking about the 70s with the Steelers? The great, the great teams of the 70s? Yeah. Yeah. And, and... Unfortunately, in Pittsburgh, we're still talking about the great Pirates teams of the 70s because they were the last ones that brought us championships. Yeah. Uh, the Pirates... 
But it was only two, and they were like way spaced out. So the Steelers, seventy-one, seventy-nine. The Steelers were more impressive than the Pirates. Yeah, the, the Steelers 70s. had four in the seventies, where the Pirates had two. Yeah. Um, now we sit here today and we talk about the Pirates and their state of whatever. Clint Hurdle was fired um, as manager. Uh, now there leaves a hole open for people to apply. Did you see the article today about someone that wanted to apply? Jason Kendall wants to be the manager of Jason the Pirates. Jason Kendall wants to be the manager of the Pirates and said that he would do a great job and whatnot. You know what? Here's the deal. Give him the fucking job. He can't do Anything does he worse. manage? Is he does no. he coach anywhere? Oh, uh, he is a bench coach and a um he was a scout and a since he quit playing in 2012, Jason Kendall has worked for the Royals and was a um player assistant, player development coach and a bench coach for the Royals. So he does have a World Series ring as a uh, bench coach. Okay. Uh, for the Royals. Didn't he, know that. He does not have any managerial experience. You know what? There's a lot of guys out there that are managers in the Major League Baseball that never had managerial experience. Right. Like at I any mean, point in time. Mike Matheny. Well, he's not managing anymore, but yeah, like he didn't have Mike Matheny. It's not like and, he was like a Triple A manager. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, uh, uh, Aaron Boone. That's another one. Um, he was a broadcaster. Uh, you had, uh, um, uh, currently right now with the Red Sox, Alex Cora. Yeah. Um, and he won a World Series last year with the Red Sox. And he was a bench coach for the Astros the prior year. So he won a World Series as a bench coach with the Astros, then went to Boston as the manager and won a World Series. Um, you have, um, there's not, uh, I can't remember all the names, but there's nine current managers in the MLB that are under 45 years old that prior to their managing position have not had any managerial experience at any level. Okay. Um, again, the names we mentioned, like Mike Matheny and, uh, Alex Cora and whatnot. Um, Jason Kendall wants Jason to Kendall is 45 years old. He was like, yeah, sure. I want the job. I'll take it. Stepping stone for him? Yes. But if he does well enough... If he does... If he does well enough with the Pirates to make other teams want him as a manager, then that that means the Pirates are doing something right. Yeah. Like, nobody tried to, like, steal Hurdle away from us when... uh, when we made three consecutive wild card games, not at all. So, to, for a Pirates manager to be a sought after commodity, I mean, it's really not something we're used to. Mm-mm. You know, like you'd, you'd hear you'd hear people talking about like, you know, Cower sometimes. Like, oh, maybe, maybe the Cowboys are gonna like pay him all this money. Like, you know, the only other team that I thought about Cower going to was the Giants. Right, that was the only team. But I that ever was thought. more like when his time with the with Pittsburgh was wrapping up, and yeah. that had a lot to do. Um, with what his daughter, one of his daughters was in his like college. Wife, his wife, his wife was sick and nobody knew it. Right, right, but it why would you go manage? Why would you go coach the Giants? Like, like the the reason that he was 
tapped for a Giants, like, possibly for the Giants, is because, like, I think one of his daughters, before his wife got sick, like, one of their daughters was in school in all like, their daughters, New York or New All his daughters were in school at NC State. Well, then why would it make any sense to go to the Giants? I th- the Panthers the would make family, more sense. Because of the family. But they're, uh, not, they're not from New York. No, they're not. But because of the, the, the way the Giants are run, like the Steelers and so forth. Well, why can't Ke- the Steelers just, like, keep you know, them and take care of them? Uh, he retired from the Steelers and he retired from coaching. And he went to go work And he went to go work for CBS in New York. Yeah, and he's making money, and he's and he doesn't have to deal with nope he deal Saquon with Barkley being out day, six weeks day to day operations. Nothing. They, everybody thought that if he was going to go coach again, it would be for the Giants. But then the Giants hired Tom Coughlin, and then after Tom Coughlin was done, they thought maybe Cowher had a shot with them again because of the family. And he's like, nope, uh, I'm cool where I'm at. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, pirate coaching vacancy. Jason Kendall, I wouldn't be upset. I'd, I'd interview him. I, of course, interview him. See what he's got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I've also heard Jeff Bannister. A, Jeff Bannister. Heard that. I also heard... Um, I mean, Jeff Bannister was with the Pirates organization almost as long as Steve Blassett feels. <laughs> right? and, then, and then he left, he left Pittsburgh... You know, to go manage down in Texas, I mean, they they weren't spectacular, you know, they let him go, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure he'd still fit in real well with, you know, what's left of the Pirates system. Yeah. Um, I mean, Joe Madden, Well, <laughs> he's I, out there. I, I, Joe Madden's probably going to end up in the Angels organization, because mm-hmm. the Angels fired their manager this year. Uh, Brad after- Osmus. After one year, yeah, one year in and out, uh, and Joe Madden has ties to the Angels. Interesting. Uh, so that almost lines up to where Joe Madden might go to the Angels. Um, if you want to make a splash move, Pirates make a fucking splash move. Joe Girardi. Yeah. Joe Girardi is out there. But I think they'd have to pay him too much. Uh Correct, sir. That's where it comes into, and they don't want to. They don't want to spend money on a manager any more than they do on players. Correct. And as you stated earlier, they're still on the hook for six million dollars to Clint Hurdle. Yes, they are six point two million. Uh, well, that I, ain't that point two ain't chump change. Uh, you know what? You know, you know where that point two is going? Up his nose. No, just kidding. <laughs> With a rubber hose. No. Um, where that point two is going is the Whole Foods pub over here. Oh, yeah? <laughs> to have some beers have some and hang stuff. out. Yeah. Because if you ever want to hang out with Clint Hurdle, Whole Foods pub's where it's at. I, I have a strict uh, rule against uh, drinking at grocery stores. Um, what? That I don't want to get barred from the place where I buy food. So, just in case... <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to be that guy who like Man. has to eat like cancer meat for the rest of his life Man, because he got I, into a fist fight with like Todd Haley at the Whole Foods in Upper St. Clair. Would, you wouldn't have had a fist fight with Todd Haley. You have a fist fight with Todd Haley's wife, but, or with his knees probably because um, not that tall. Yeah, you know, but but no. Uh, uh, there the, the uh, uh, former Pirates manager likes to have some beers at Whole Foods. Who doesn't? 
Um, like to have some. I love having beers at Whole Foods. I've, I've never had, had a beer at Whole Foods, but I like to have some beers. I've had beers at Whole Foods yesterday. Uh, well, <laughs> man, you were everywhere yesterday. <laughs> I, I was yes, I was out and about. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's. Uh, uh, I mean, I was too, but like I never left Brookline Boulevard. <laughs> I, Dude, I, I, I had like I had like three meals on the boulevard yesterday. Yeah, was downtown, as <laughs> in Mount Lebanon, as in St. Clair, as in Bethel. I was back downtown. Uh, I was I, I was out and about. Anyway. Well, it sounds like you had a fun time. I did. I was, nobody got hurt or arrested. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got arrested. Good. I woke That's up. Good. I woke up in my own bed and I went to work this morning. So. Work the double, it sounds. Uh, 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 minimal. Like a one and a half. Uh, one and a half. 1.2. Yeah. I, w- I worked a lunch, but on break, came back at like one table and was like, oh, you can go home now. I'm like, ah, cool. Yeah. So doing that. Uh, it was like, yeah, you, you, you could just tell me not to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I like it. Um, but now, so how about the Major League Baseball playoffs currently? Uh, tonight we had the NL wildcard game, which is the Milwaukee Brewers. Pretty damn dramatic. Uh, and the Washington Nationals. And that came out the Nationals winning that game 4-3. to three. Yeah, I didn't see the whole game. I did um, not see the whole game either. But I, 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 started, end. I started watching... Like I, I flipped it on in like the third inning, and it was already like 3-1 to one, um, Milwaukee. And, you know, they, they were a hot team with a lot of momentum coming into the playoffs. Almost caught St. Louis. Almost forced a game 163. Yeah, um, which would have been cool. Which would have been awesome, and Last that would have been Monday. Last year we had that yeah, shit. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're not as uncommon as you would think. I mean, two teams end up tied in the standings. Yeah. You know, there's only one way to settle it, man. And that's, yeah. that's to go flip a coin and decide whose stadium you're going to play it at and... Yeah, last year we I was had... I was rooting for I was rooting for the Brewers d- down the stretch to like tie for the division, especially since it was coming at the expense of the Cubs. Um, the Pirates actually had a role to play in that because they did kind of decent against the Cubs towards the end. Yeah, they two or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. That's winning a series. That's yeah, two not three. losing nine in a row, but actually winning two out of three. That's. Uh, you know, down down the stretch, the Pirates were pretty bad, but they managed to put it together for their uh, their one true chance to play spoiler. Okay? Yeah, and they they took advantage of that chance, and they, they might have just helped get Joe Madden fired. Um, so anyway, I see Milwaukee's up three to one, and I'm just like, well, I, I got some work to do. I'm I'm gonna check back later. You know, the Hounds were also on, and you know, I I had a little bit of a break where I um. You know, went and got a snack oh, in the look kitchen. At this. Former pirate Charlie Morton. Yeah, Morton starts for the Rays tomorrow. Starts for so the I'm, Rays I'm all in on tomorrow. the Rays. I'm all. I'm, I'm yeah. rooting for the Rays because I, you know, it doesn't hurt me any to see the guys that the Pirates traded away doing well. Because I mean, the Pirates traded them away because they're dumbasses. It's not. It's yeah. not like the the Pirates got like swindled. I mean, and you got Garrett Cole, who is a potential Cy Young winner. Yeah, in Houston. And Houston's in the AL now, and um, they're going to be playing the winner of... Yes, Houston's awaiting the wild card. Yeah, the, um, the winner of Oakland and Tampa Oakland Bay. and Tampa pay, play tomorrow night on ESPN at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight, we saw Washington come back in the bottom of the eighth, 
with, over top with of like, Milwaukee. You know, like just just a couple, just strung together a couple hits, and then you know, like the 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 game winning run came in on a misplayed ball by Milwaukee's right fielder. Um, I know what he was doing. He was he was he he knew he had to make a perfect throw, field the ball first. Maybe he wasn't thinking field the ball first, and that was the problem. Yeah. But he, what he needed to do was field it because... Because it went right underneath his glove. Yeah, base, base is loaded, you know, a single to right is going to score two, like, without a perfect throw. So he's he's trying to, you know, get the ball without really focusing on fielding the ball, make his hop and throw it to the plate on a line drive, because, I mean, he was shallow enough that he didn't need to use the cutoff. And he just clean like missed the ball. Um, didn't didn't go super far behind him, but far enough that it went from a two run single to a three run single. And then the guy who hit the single, Soto, got caught in a rundown between third and second. Um, af- after the fourth Washington run crossed the plate, so it was four three, and he got tagged out. But he knew what he just did. Like I've never seen a guy more pumped after getting caught in a rundown in my life. Yeah, you know, like he he was he was like screaming, like staring up at the sky, like he just scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, and and like it's a really underrated point in a baseball game when the home team gets the win gets the winning run in the bottom of the eighth. It's not as dramatic as a walk off in the ninth, but it's damn close. And then is. you've you've still got like the crowd is like amped up now for the top of the ninth because they've got to, you know, preserve the lead and, like, somebody's got to come on and earn a save. Um, Milwaukee did get the tying run on board in the bottom of the ninth. Um, and the next the next batter hit one to the track. Uh, but not far enough. It, it was fantastic drama. And apparently everyone in Washington just, like, throws their beverages all over the place. Yeah, like... like I, it looked like a freaking fish no- concert or a... Or a, or a Insane clown posse show, honestly. Oh uh, yeah, like uh, you know the Fago toss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, yeah, in Washington, people just like throw beers everywhere. Yeah, like you can pay ten dollars a beer. You well, they throw all work it. for the federal government, so they can afford it. Uh, <laughs> dude, I trust. I live in D.C., man. It's 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 expensive. It is. Um, you go to a regular bar in D.C. and PBR is like five bucks. You're like, what? Oh, I know. <laughs> No, like um, you, you you've been down to DC recently. I've been there recently, and we, <laughs> we stayed at a we stayed at a hotel that had a bar on the in the basement, um, like you know, like an old kind of like brownstoney type building, right? W- with a bar like down below street level, and it was like a beer bar. Um, I love a good I love a good beer bar. I love taking a tour of like the world through like hops and barley, right? But this place As is you just, like. It's Natty Bows all weekend <laughs> because, like, I know that that's like basically the Maryland version of PBR. And when I'm on a tight, when I'm on a tight budget, yeah, it's PBR. You know, when you go away for a quick weekend for like one or two things, like you went down to Annapolis to visit your buddy, and mm. and I'm sure you spent some money down there, but you also reserve some like oh, I'm gonna have some uh, what are those Natterdays I'm gonna have some of those no I mean the, the um, Annapolis was for a wedding so I actually didn't pay for a lot of drinks yeah, that yeah, weekend yeah. yeah but uh you know but when you go away for a quick for a quick one you're like yeah um my hotel's 200 bucks so I'm gonna have some Natterdays yeah uh, and be cool yeah you know and and whatnot. 
Uh, when you go away on like vacation, vacation, you're like, <laughs> it's money raining. Like a man and I went well, down. Yeah, it's, it's it, different it, when you're yeah. at the beach. Yeah, like know? when man and I went down to the beach for the week, we're like, you know, oh yes, I will have bourbon barrel aged worldwide stout. It's it's time to splurge. <laughs> it's also different. Like if you're if you're in a city, like in a lot of ways, like a bar there is no different from a bar here. So you yeah. know. But when you're at like the beach, you're like you're sitting out on the boardwalk, yeah, yeah. you know, watching the waves, and, oh, yeah. and it's like it's not something you can replicate. Mm-mm. You can't be like, oh, you know what? Let's let's just stay in tonight, and we'll go out and like feed bread to seagulls and drink IPAs like next week when we're back home in Lebo. No, it's not how it works. No, it's not how it works at all. Not at all. Um, but anyway, so the Nats, I really didn't follow much this year. Um, Max Scherzer, of course, is probably a Cy Young candidate. Yeah. Or probably will win a Cy Young in the NL. Yeah. And if Garrett Cole doesn't win the Cy Young for the AL, there's some shit going on there because his role this year with Houston, he's, what, 22-game winner? Mm. 300 um, strikeouts, 300-plus. Three, yeah, 300, 300 300-plus strikeouts. Um, he had... I think he had a home run this year. Yeah, uh, when they played an uh, an NL team, because if, if you've been lost in baseball, yeah, Houston's in the AL now, and um, that was such a no brainer decision. Yeah, you know the only thing that okay uh, with Houston going to the AL when they wanted to balance the things out, the only thing that made me mad is why didn't Milwaukee go back to the AL? Because it made more sense. Milwaukee would not have made any sense being in the American League West. No. And what you needed to do was you needed to balance the West because they only had four teams. Yep. And there was an extra sixth team in the National League Central Division. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Pirates were tired of finishing sixth. So they're like, hey, get rid of Houston. And then like we can finish fifth next year. Guaranteed. That's, I mean, it's one way of looking at it. Um, but yeah, Scherzer, you know, they got to him a little bit. I, I didn't see how, um, but, uh, you know, about they, the sixth inning they got there. No, no, they gave, they scored three runs in like the first three innings. I missed the beginning. Um, sure. Scher, so Scherzer like was still pitching in like the sixth, um, you know, and his pitch count was in, in such a range that, you know, in a regular season game, he would have been done. After six, no doubt. Um, but, you know, like, they got to him a little, but he didn't break, obviously. Um, you know, kept kept them in it long enough to get that rally. And that's all it is in baseball. You just, you just got to get one inning where you get some guys on base and you can flip the whole game. And that's that's what happened. And it's it was just the first one, folks. Like, we got a whole month of this. Yeah. This is it. exciting. This is a great time this in sports. It's great. great. It, it, I like this better than March Madness. Uh, yeah. Uh, especially since uh, last weekend or the the, the previous weekend here, uh, yeah, last weekend, uh, if you are a Pittsburgh sports nut, it always lines up either the third weekend or the fourth weekend that's in September, to where if you wanted to, you can hit a uh, Pirates game Friday night, uh, Pitt football Saturday. Penguins preseason Saturday night 
and Steelers Sunday. Well, the Steelers didn't play this Sunday. They played Monday night. I'm mm-hmm. going to talk about that in the next segment. Um, but you could, you, you could have all four in one weekend. And it usually is the third or fourth weekend of September. How it lines up. Uh, but in the meantime, folks, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. And uh, we're going to come back and talk pretty much about football. Uh, a little bit of hockey uh, in there to start off with. And uh, pretty much football the rest of the last segment. So uh, we'll be right back after these uh, messages from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios. Here in Beachview, south of Pittsburgh. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our third and final segment here at Bolt Sports. So, uh, how about uh, the Flyers? Fucking Flyers, man. You leading this? Um, with, you told me we were going to talk about football, and I was like, "Oh, cool! I like football." Yeah. And now, and now you just like pulled the football away, Lucy. <laughs> and instead I, I, of falling on my ass and yeah. cracking my head off a rock on the ground, I yeah. talk about the flyers. Yeah, like I, I'd rather I, I, take the rock. Yeah, I, 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 I said, and also some hockey. Um, okay, well, yeah, hockey's important. So, um, but um, again, the flyers, not not my favorite. So, how about gritty? What a gritty do! What a gritty do! Gritty is winning awards for what? For like best mascot. Well, he is. I mean, yeah. I, I concede that. And it's easy to concede titles like best mascot, like to a, a franchise that hasn't won anything of meaning yeah. since before I was born. Yeah, like before told, we were if, born. Yeah. If they, if they gave the Patriots a best mascot prize, I'd be like, you know, kicking dirt, like freaking Belichick. You know, but, um, yeah, so Gritty, obviously, his popularity, you know, Philly fans are kind of great, in a way. Uh, and a, they and are, a they certain, are, yeah. A certain segment of the Philly fan population, like, they really ran with the Gritty thing, and they turned him into a meme, okay? So he's not just a hockey mascot anymore. Like, he's, he's, he's like the San Diego chicken. Or, ah. or you know what I mean? Like, the Philly fanatic. You can you can get us the San Diego chicken Siri. His series is like popping up here tonight. What's up with a British dude named Siri anyway? Is your real name like Searington? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Could you please repeat it? Hey Siri, you better get your girl. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> Matches fuck with all the um, all devices. devices tonight. You uh, never should have trained it to recognize my voice. <laughs> you know, I could have just like tripped over your cat until I found the kitchen light. But no, you had to. Thank you for setting that up for me. I, I felt like George Jetson coming over here to feed Stella. Um, <laughs> but you didn't have to do it. For those of you, and now, I'm, now I've got power, and I don't have power a lot. Yeah. And the tendency to abuse, man, it's real. For those you don't know, um, Amina and I go on vacation, and we have Matt, who who is a cat lover and cat enthusiast himself. Um, I'm a consultant to three very snappily dressed tuxedo cats. Yes, that's how uh, I that's how I describe yeah, it. I don't uh, own them; uh, they don't own me. Um, they they pay me in like. Little little love bites, hugs and cuddles, <laughs> hugs and cuddles. <laughs> um, so we asked Matt to like, you know, hey, we're going on vacation. 
uh, would you come over and hang out with Stella like an hour or so and make sure she's fed and yeah. loved and cuddled? And, and like, we watch SVU yeah, sure. together. Yeah, and we watch Jimmy Fallon together. Yeah. I never change the channel like over here because it's just like, oh, SVU's on the yeah. news. Jimmy yeah. Fallon, these are all good good you shows know, for cats. But our but our house is set up. It's it's an electronic house. Yeah, this is a smart home basically. Yeah, we have a smart home. So I told him, I'm like, all you have to do is say, hey, so and so. Um, I'm home, and lights come on. Yeah. And then, hey, so-and-so, I'm leaving, and lights go off. And, you know, that happens. I always... So so now while we're recording and we're sitting here at the house... Matt says a few words and and the hey so and so goes off and, and says, that's the <laughs> series series yeah if you talk about baseball as much as I do you say series a lot and like once a week I I wake that woman up talking about baseball series and it just starts recording all my all my thoughts and I really think that's why I got that weird Facebook ad for the the T-shirt. That I, I know I shared it. I don't know if you saw this, but it's like it's this T-shirt that says like I may live in Pennsylvania, but my heart like bleeds for the Braves or some crap. Was that you that shared? That? Yeah, that was me. And like it, I'm telling you, it's because my phone spies on me. I'm capturing all these Braves games this year, and my phone is actually listening to me while I'm doing so, and it knows my location data. And it's like, oh, this is a Braves fan who lives in PA. Like, we're going to, like, market this T-shirt to him. And it's kind of creepy. I'm more creeped out than I am offended. Like, I, I like I said, like, I kind of, I've been on the Braves. Ever since I met Sid Bream back in April, I've, I've been in this sort of, like, denouement with the so, Atlanta Braves franchise. So, so I actually, today, currently, today, at work, had this conversation with coworkers that... We were talking about the 92 Pirates and mm. Sid Bream limping around third base. Mm. And um, I, I was, I, and we had that conversation. And I'm like, look, I'm like, it took me 25 years to realize that it wasn't Sid Bream's fault. No. For 25 years. It wasn't now, anybody's I'm, fault. I, I'm 40. You know, and when that happened, I was like 15. You know, it took me 25 years. It just hurt. If Sid Bream hadn't been a pirate before he was a brave, correct? nobody would have cared. Right. You know, and it would have been all about uh, Cabrera's hit. I told him, it's like, it took me 25 years to, to uh, blaming Sid Bream. It's just imagine the Steelers end up losing the Super Bowl to Josh Dobbs yeah, someday. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like, oh, I hate Josh Dobbs. Like, no, you really don't. Yeah, you really it's don't. just like he's, he, was on the he went team. to go do his job yeah. for a different team, yeah. and that yeah. team was better yeah. than yeah. your team. Exactly. It took me 25 years to But realize. by the way, I mean, like, the Bucks and Steelers are basically in the Super Bowl. Like, I just predicted that, so. Uh, what, Bucks Steelers? Yeah, that's that's my Super Bowl pick. It's going to be Josh Dobbs versus Mason Rudolph. Well, Josh Dobbs is <laughs> with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, he's he's not with Tampa. No. Oh, he was traded. Jaguars. He's one of the, he's one of the bad teams from Florida. There's three of them, so forgive me if I get him confused. <laughs> there are some bad teams from Florida. Uh, in the meantime, though, this week we have coming up uh, the Penguins open yeah. up home opener. Uh, not tomorrow, but the day after tomorrow. I don't know what day we're on. We're on 
Tuesday, right? It's so, Wednesday. I'm still on Tuesday. Wait, no, it's it's Wednesday morning. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's, Wednesday, it's Tuesday yeah. night. It's Tuesday Craig night. King is not playing at the R bar right now. <laughs> is, is how I is how I like. Okay, I found this on the web. You gonna tell me I'm wrong, Siri? All right. Am I missing Hump Day open stage? Please. Man, your voice is just it's all just over. golden, man. <laughs> well, you know what? I didn't work a lot. I haven't been busy at work the past couple of nights, so maybe my voice is just like. It's just got it's like quality to it that just like screams like electronic devices recognize me please. Yeah, so it's Tuesday night, <laughs> late late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. Uh, the Penguins' first game of the season is going to be October third. Yeah. Um, fifth is Saturday because I requested off, so it's Thursday night. Well, the fifth is my mom's birthday. Okay, so. you should bring her to Oktoberfest. At the uh, AOH in Lawrenceville. I'm working. Oh, well. Um, tell your dad to bring your mom to Oktoberfest. Yeah. That's where I'll uh, be. Yeah. Um, so, October I need 5th, a cornhole partner. So, so, October 5th, not only is my mom's birthday, mm-hmm. it's my best friend's mom's birthday. My, okay. My, golly, my brother Josh. Mm-hmm. He's been on the podcast. Yes, friend of the show. Um, uh, it's his mom's birthday. Okay. My aunt, it's her mom's birthday. Okay. Uh, October 5th is Mary Lemieux's birthday. Okay. And then it's also, if Tiger Woods was still married, it would be his anniversary. <laughs> um, but, yeah. <laughs> because he plays golf for a living, so he has to get married in October. Uh, yeah. That's not, you know, not every, like, fall weddings are nice. No, no disrespect to fall weddings. Yeah, I had um, a fall wedding when just, I was Just married. have a TV around. Yeah. I, I watched a, a Pitt Notre Dame game. <laughs> at a wedding? At, at a wedding after party. Nice. At the back at the hotel, one of one of one of the best one of the best Pitt Notre Dame games ever. Um, but anyway, back back to the Penguins. Have you heard anything new about the injuries? Uh, Crosby's supposed to be good to go mm-hmm. um, for the opener. Uh, Brian Rust, yeah, is day to day. So you have like a broken hand. Or uh, they said day to day was an upper body injury. Well, he got know, hit in the hand with a block uh, shot. We he saw, got we hit in the hand. With a, yeah, we yeah. saw it. Uh, so he's day to day with an upper body injury. Motherfucker has a broken hand. You know how you, uh, yeah, hockey day to day with an upper body injury. Day to day with a lower body injury. Well, I mean, I mean, it might just be badly bruised. You know, it could be badly bruised. Uh, Personally, this uh, early uh, in the season, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to aggravate that injury. Right. If it's, um, if it's like a little fracture, like, even if give Crosby it week. didn't start this week, be okay with that. Yeah, um, it's a it's a long season. Um, no, well, we don't want to get you don't want to get in a hole. Three seasons long, right? But you don't want to get in a hole like they did last year. No, so you, you do want your guys to like be firing early, but injuries will happen throughout the course of a season, and if you're gonna have one injury to Crosby per season. You'd rather have it in October as opposed to February. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, definitely. That's my way of looking at it. Um, Rust, last week when we were talking about guys who need to step up and be good, like, I kind of forgot about Brian Rust. Like, he's another one, you know? Well, a yeah. Top, a top, top two lines wingers, like, need to produce. Because we uh, don't have Phil anymore. Did you listen to... Um... Ninety-three-seven, the fan at all today or yesterday? I never listened to ninety-three-seven. I the fan. love listening to them. And the I, Pirates I, were on Sunday, and I was like, uh, I haven't listened to this station in so long. 
Well, I of course Sunday to listen to two Steve, bowl games. Steve Blass's yeah. last, um, you know, broadcast. But yeah. um, I was listening to them today a little bit. <coughs> Excuse me, and uh, they were talking about, you know. If Crosby sat out the first ten games of the year, yeah, it wouldn't be the worst thing ever. No, you know, they said he'll be ready to go for opening game, but it's kind of like with LeBron. You know, like they they give him like a minutes limit because it was what was it the year the year that he had cramps in the finals the year that that they lost to Dallas when when he played for Miami. Right. And, like, after that, they started saying, like, LeBron, like, we're, we're going to, like, you know, we're, we're going to, like, kind of put the choke on uh, your minutes in the season. Um, sometimes guys even miss whole games for that reason. But basketball is different from hockey. Um, you know, a hockey game is 60 minutes. A basketball game is 48. Like, the, the best basketball players who are in the best shape, they might play 40 minutes out of the 48. Like, no hockey player who's not a defenseman is going to even play, like, a quarter of the game. Yeah. Be- because of the way they do the line changes and, and so forth. Um, but, you know, Crosby's going to be on the top power play unit, and, you know, he, he might even kill some penalties occasionally because he's good at everything. Yeah, Crosby literally only plays 20 minutes a game. So if you want to, if you want to have him, like... I would not say, like, I want Crosby to get injured just so he can rest. Like, I would rather he be healthy and they maybe just, like... Give him a few games like here and there where he's like not worked as hard, but the only way that's even feasible is if other other people from like, you know, the second, third, and fourth lines step up. And like again, it all comes back to goaltending, doesn't it? Yes, and Matt Murray apparently this year is um, looking pretty stellar. Okay, um, from what I've been seeing in the preseason. And also from <coughs> sports writers and so forth in this town, uh, talking about Matt Murray, and he looks stellar. He's actually, and I listened to 937 to Fantasy, I Jim Rutherford was mm-hmm. on. That's one of the reasons why I listened to it. Um, Murray is a restricted free agent at the end of this year. Yeah. Um, and so that, that means they, what, they can they can match the offer? Match the offer, okay. anybody else gives them. Um, so they were talking about how other goalies have gotten ridiculous contracts and how that matches up to the Penguins and Murray. And, and Jim Rivers was like, yeah, he's still in a contract. He's playing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a restricted free agent. This isn't football. You know, um, <laughs> you know, we'll talk about signing. We'll talk about not signing. He's like, but we don't know what the salary cap's going to do next year. It could fluctuate down. It could fluctuate up. We don't know. Mm. Um, he's like, but he's under contract. And Matt Murray's a great goaltender, and he's going to play, and he's our star goaltender right now. And, you know... He's like, what do you want me to tell you? Like, we have no talks with Matt Murray currently. He's under contract. Yeah. You know? So they could have tried to extend him, though. 
They, yeah, they could have tried to extend him. Or and they're not the Steelers. They could still possibly do that during the season. Yeah, they like the Steelers have a policy that they don't they don't talk contract during the like, season. during the season. Yeah. So you know um, you often have guys who are on the last year of their contract and they they try to like get well, something hammered out you know while what? they're still in Here's camp. The thing. You know, I I like the fact that they're not going to try to lock Matt Murray up for a long term deal. He's in a year of a deal, but he's a, a restricted free agent. Um, let him play for a contract. Let him play this year and see what he's going to do. Uh, play for your for your money, not give me my money and then yeah, see what happens. Let well, I don't. I don't think money. he played well enough last year to no, give him that money. Last year he did not do shit. I mean, That's, he's 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 got a lot to prove this year. He does have, a and lot so to prove so this year. is a contract year, is what you're saying. Yeah, it is a contract year, essentially. That's essentially, um, what it is. He he won't be an unrestricted free agent, um, you know. But but he's he's due a raise if other teams decide that he's worth a raise, and if the Penguins agree with the amount of that raise, they can they can meet it, and if they don't, then well, you know, see him at Murray. Um, so yeah, like. It, I mean, he doesn't seem like the kind of person who would just like slack if he didn't have any any reason not to try hard. Um, you know, he's he's still a young guy, mm-hmm. and you know he's got like a lot of his future big earning years ahead of him. So he's very motivated to have a really good season. Uh, oh come on, famous famous playoff errors. Uh, <clears throat> that wasn't even an elimination game, Steve. You know that. I know. They but, just they just showed Buck they just showed the Buckner highlight on Sports Yeah, they did. Um because the the error by the Brewers right fielder that cost a run. And I, I just have yeah, to say like that, co- that costly mistakes in in playoff history. That game was tied tonight. Like that that even if he fielded that ball cleanly I don't think he get I don't think he makes the throw in time. Games go in extra innings or or at least, you know, Brewers need to score in the top of the ninth to to avoid it going to extra innings. So the problem with the Buckner highlight is that it, it wasn't even an elimination game. It was not an elimination game. It you was know? a it, but it was a oops. It was a big oops. A very famous oops. It's a big oops. But it wasn't the end of the season for the Red Sox. So um how about pit football? This past weekend. Uh, Remember how I guaranteed they wouldn't lose to Delaware? Yeah. Well, I was right. You were right. I was sweating for a while there, but I was right. <laughs> we were all sweating for a while. I actually, uh, I, w- I went for a ride on my scooter, and I, I ended up down at Heinz Field, like, around, like, the th- time of the third quarter, and I-, I saw so many people walking out of the stadium at-, at that phase of the game that I, like, checked the score at a red light, and I was just like, they were still only down, like, four points. Like, why? Why do so many people leave early? Is it because they understand. just they they didn't want to they didn't they why. had other shit to do but they didn't want to waste the ticket and they couldn't sell a ticket to the Delaware game? Yeah. What's the point? Just give I, it away if you're only going to leave. Yeah, the, you're going to leave while they're losing. The, and you're the, not even going to stick around to see the decisive well, plays well, that allowed them to value win the ticket game. ticket on the Delaware game was $15. Still like I so, I could I could see like walking into work and being like, "Hey, who wants to give me $30 to this Pitt Delaware game?" And to just hear, like, crickets and, like, keyboard sounds. like You know yeah. what I mean? Like, people aren't going out of their way to see, like, 
a team from the FCS that Pitt should beat handily. Yeah, yeah and, and the so I, I guess is, I get that. But it was is, a lot of people just like... I saw so many people leaving the stadium that I really thought like, oh, well, I left the house at the start of halftime. Shit must have gotten real bad in the first seven minutes of the third quarter. But well, no, like it was still a competitive game and people people just leave. That's well, just how pro- we are well, in this well, town. The I don't pro- know. Well, the problem was is it's Pitt. And they go ahead and play UCF and beat UCF, who was at the time 15 in the country. Yeah. Or, or, or sorry, no, they were five in the five. Yeah, five in the country. And then Pitt beats them. UCF's now down to 18. Uh, Pitt beat them 30... 35-34. Pitt beat them. And then they played Delaware. Blue Hens. Mm. Which, FCS squad, whatever, you know... They are one of the better FCS programs. I mean, they they won championships. They have. Um, Joe Flacco was quarterback there. Yeah. Uh, also, Joe Flacco, by the way, was a pick quarterback. Yeah. Uh, as a freshman, uh, realized he wasn't getting playing time here at Pitt, transferred to Delaware. Yeah. So you you also have another guy like that right now, uh, Ben DiNucci, mm-hmm. who was at Pitt, realized he's not getting playing time, transferred to James Madison, mm-hmm. and getting all the playing time he wants and is now one of the top FCS schools out there. Yeah. Um, for football, that is. Um, well, I mean, it was a good move for Flacco. I mean, he got a lot more... He got to put down a lot more game film. Yeah. You know, playing definitely. as a starter at Delaware than he would have at Pitt. And, like, it's that game film that get that gets you drafted. Yep, it um, does. You know, and he's got a Super Bowl ring now. So uh, it was a good move for him. I don't mean to belittle Delaware, but like I pointed out last time, how badly Pitt crushed them. Like, however many, like it was maybe like four years ago, when when they came to play at the uh, the Rib Festival. Um, so needless to say, my Saturday involved you know cruising around, hoping that the Pitt game would be handled without my intervention, and then realizing that like I needed to get my ass someplace for the fourth quarter. And right. that place was Albert's. Oh. Which I found out is a Chelsea bar, apparently. Oh. So, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> I got a beer, but I had Chelsea beer. I don't want to look at that flag. Now, the Chelsea, I know who the Chelsea people are at Albert's. Like, you, know, you probably know them, too. I, just, I didn't realize it had gotten to the point where like they were allowed to hang a flag. Yeah. You know? So Pitt I'm gonna did, buy a Crystal Palace flag and just like hang it one night when Gary's hammered and see if he notices. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's no, awesome. I don't know where that came from. Oh, uh, what, what? It's just an eagle. You do not uh, like eagles. Do you hate America? What is your problem? Yeah. So anyway, like the the fourth quarter of the Pitt game was was pretty good. Um, you know, now they got Duke. They're they're on the road in Durham. Yeah. Uh, Duke Duke is without their talisman. They're they're. Uh, Superstar quarterback Daniel Jones. He's he's now starting for the New York Giants in yes. the NFL. Um, uh, I'm sure they have someone else at quarterback who's going like, right. to light Pitt up for Honestly, twice you know as what? many yards I, as I any think, other ACC I, team. I think Pitt got the kiss of death. Because um, there's a guy in this town by the name of Andrew Filippone mm. that is on 92. And everything he predicts is horribly wrong. Uh, for the most part. 
Uh, and he said, there's no reason Pitt shouldn't go 10-2. and two. Oh, oh, oh. Meaning Pitt wins out they, the rest well, of the year. Yeah. I'm like, uh, fuck. And did you see Carolina Clemson? Yeah. They got to play Carolina. Yeah. Carolina almost beat Clemson. That was so awesome when they decided um, to go for two. I, 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 it was, I love the call because I was a casual fan. Can't say I would have felt the same way if I was like, you know, a Tar Heel alum such as like Julia's brother or stepdad. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't wait to see them and ask them their feelings on that. I didn't like the play call. You know, like, <clears throat> the option play seemed kind of predictable down there. You know what? The, that, that option play was really... You saw it coming, though. It's like, you know, quarterback drops off, you know, runs to the right, and then tosses to the right. Like, yeah. I, you're taking away half the field, and yeah. you're taking your receivers out of the game. You're, yeah. you're, bas- you're basically limiting, you know, you're, you're taking, like, I don't know, two players whose job it is to line up wide and run out and catch passes. Like, they're they're not involved. Or maybe one of them is, like, an edge blocker. But nobody nobody runs a play from the two-yard line, like, all the way to the pylon unless they have to. So you're, you're basically putting all the pressure, you know, on the right side of your offensive line. Whereas, you know, if he had dropped back to pass, like, you've got the whole field to work with. You still you still got the scramble option, you know. You could still throw a dump pass, you know, to a running back. I mean, I, I understand everything happens real fast in that kind of situation. You know, it's it's not like dropping back five steps and throwing it forty yards downfield, and you're you're aiming at a smaller target because the end zone is only ten yards deep. I get it. Um, but yeah, like that's it's just a bummer. And it, anytime a team like neg- neglects overtime. And goes for like the old school college win. Yeah, like it, that just just gets me pumped up, man. I just love nice. to see it. Yeah, I, I do. I, and I, I, and I, I, I see a lot. I like it when teams that aren't Pitt do it because then it's like no skin off my back if it fails. Um, but it, just about everyone in the country, except for like bandwagon Clemson fans and people from South Carolina who aren't Gamecock fans, <laughs> yeah. we're rooting <laughs> for the Tar Heels in that right. moment. Right. Um, so how about uh, last? Uh, Friday, uh, Penn State played Maryland. Is Maryland and, that bad, or is Pitt that good? Uh, Penn State. No, but, but you, Penn State you, beat Maryland. You just said Pitt. No, I'm, I'm, my point is, like, Penn State beat Pitt by, like, four points, and they beat Maryland by, like, 50 points. 59 to nothing. 59 to nothing. I'm just saying, like, Pitt kept it a lot closer than Maryland did. So, is um, Pitt that good, or is Maryland that bad? I'll go with Maryland. Is that bad? That's um, not what I wanted you to say, but it's kind of what I think too. <laughs> um, I th- Pitt played no Pitt played Penn State really well. They did. Um, they did. They Pitt played Penn State really well and took a a loss. They played UCF really well and took a win, and then they showed their ass to. Delaware, yeah, who they should have beat fifty nine to nothing, like Penn State did to Maryland. But backup yet, quarterback though, uh, backup quarterback or not, you still have uh, running backs and wide receivers and shit. Uh, 
Pickett's got better scrambling ability. I mean, that was uh, I get it. That, I, that I, had I, a lot. That had a lot to do with both like being close against Penn State and beating UCF. Um, so you know, like the sooner they get Pickett back, like not not nothing against Patty, okay, but like you know, Pickett's the guy for a reason. He is. You know, they they all were in camp. Yep. You know, the coaching staff made their decision. Um, yeah, it's, you know, so that might have something to do with it. Just saying. It might. might. A different quarterback. I mean, look at the Steelers. Yeah. You know, I have Juju on my fantasy team, so. Uh, I don't even want to talk about fantasy football. I really, I really, really (laughs) want to talk about it. No, it's, it's, nobody's interested in my fantasy team, and I get that, but. Just a, th- a thing that affects my fantasy team right now is that the Steelers are using their backup as opposed to the guy who was their starter at the beginning of the season. You know, like, there is a drop-off. And it could get better, you know, like, with more experience and more reps. But you, you always want, like, the, the main guy in there. So, last week, Penn State did play um, Maryland. It was a Friday night game. It was a Friday night game, fifty nine and nothing. I was at a bar and we switched at halftime to the central game. I know nothing about that game whatsoever. Um I mean just a total blowout. Like half the stadium was Penn State fans. You know, like Maryland's not that far from Happy Valley. So yeah, well, I I know Yeah, some, it's four hours straight north south ride. Yeah, I know I know uh I know one of my friends who's married to a big Penn Stater. Um, and lives in Maryland. Like they all, they all had a big like tailgate with like a bunch of blue and white and a bunch of red and gold, and it looked like a good time. Um, you know, Friday night college football games. I've actually never been to one. I like Thursday night games that I've that I've been to have always been a great atmosphere. And that wasn't even like a Penn State game, so you know. So how about uh, West Virginia played Kansas? They beat them up twenty nine. 24 final on that this past Saturday. Uh, West Virginia uh, has number 11 Texas coming into Morgantown this yeah. weekend. I mean, I I got to get down there sometime. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Going down there to a game. I mean, we're pick guys, we're Notre Dame guys. Going down there, to I game. could blend in with the West Virginia crowd just I, fine. I, yeah, I, and so I, could you. I could too. You might not wear a jersey. I'm not gonna wear a jersey or even a t-shirt. I'm not gonna wear a West Virginia t-shirt or a jersey. I go down there with like a, like a Kenny Chesney concert shirt <laughs> and you know a ball cap and be like, "Hey, I'm here for the game. Can I get some beer?" And yeah, like, man. Yeah, enjoy. It, you know, you got to go Brad Paisley shirt. Uh, Brad Paisley. All right, that's, yeah. that's the guy. Well, he is from West Virginia. Yeah. So, uh, and he's not from Morgantown. He's from Wheeling. But yeah, he's it's he's close. from the valley. Yeah, it's close. Uh, so is that going on? Uh, Notre Dame this past week. Uh, you know, put hurting. They did good. Yeah, they did. And then uh, who did they even play? Uh, shit. <laughs> I know they got Bowling Green coming up this week. Um, you're making me look this. Did up you right wa- now. Did you watch it? 
I didn't really watch any of it. I just I know that they won. I was like, oh, Notre Dame won. That's good. My dad will be happy. Great. Um, uh, 35-20 over Virginia. Virginia's number 23. Notre Dame was number 9. Oh, Virginia's pretty good. Yeah. They beat Pitt. They beat Pitt uh, first game of the season. And then this week, they have Bowling Green coming up. So, okay. yeah. yeah. So, this should, should be, be a massacre. This should... This I'm predicting should, a Bowling Green massacre this week. This weekend. should be a... Like a uh, twenty five hundred to like a massacre, yeah, a Bowling Green massacre. Yeah, it yeah. should be, should be. Um, no, are they playing Bowling Green Ohio or Bowling Green Kentucky? It's Bowling Green Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There is no Bowling Green Kentucky. There is, but there's not a team there. Yes, there is. There's Bowling Green University is in Ohio. Yes, but there's a Bowling Green Kentucky, and they have a team. But they're Division Three. No, I was going to say they're not D one. No, yeah. no, they're Division okay. Three. <laughs> All right. That's why I was like, wait, are they playing D three Bowling Green Kentucky, yeah. or are they playing Bowling Green as D two? Yeah. Um, here or there. Uh, so, moving on from college football uh, to professional football, there's a gentleman. And I use this term loosely in the NFL uh, that was suspended for the rest of this season um, for another hit uh, to the whole body uh, in Indianapolis. Um, I also believe that this gentleman, and I use that term loosely, um, caused the downward spiral of Antonio Brown. Um, because prior to that hit on Antonio Brown, he was a genuinely decent dude. After that hit, caused some issues. Um, and we see where he's at now. Um, so Mr. Vontez Perfect. Suspended the rest of the year. He's losing out $1.9 million um, of the remaining contract he has with the Raiders. So the Raiders, again, this year, just get shitty. Well, um, last year they traded their best defensive player. Cleo Mack. This year they just lost him to a suspension. But uh, this, this is like that NFL... Or this sorry, is the, I couldn't quite hear you. I wasn't talking to you, Siri. Wow. Did you block your voice in my house that much? <laughs> I know. I was pretty quiet, usually. Unless I was saying something like, who's a good girl? Stella's a good girl. I mean, that's about all I said, you know? Right? I'm not going to sit here and, like, talk to myself. And, like, Stella never talks back, so, like, you you never really get beyond, like, the, the intro, like, who's a good girl? And I know who's a good girl. Stella's a good girl. I don't need to ask her. I'm pretty sure she knows, too. Right? Um, but yeah, I don't know why that keeps happening. Um, so my take on perfect is, it's like how the NHL has the, you know, repeat offenders. I mean, he's a repeat offender. So yeah, there was a hit, there was a hit on the Bills quarterback leveled by a Patriots player that was just as bad as any hit I've ever seen. 
And oh, nothing, this past weekend? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> so <laughs> this past weekend, yeah. I mean, and I saw I saw that highlight before I knew about the perfect thing because I'm friends with a Bills fan on on Facebook, and you know, it's it's, it's not a good look for the league that they're not even like investigating well, this. Well, you you well they suspended for the rest of the year, so that's the look for the league right there. Um, you talk to. It's like we don't talk to, but we watch and listen to other former players in the league and analysts and everything else. And you have them talking about his suspension, and he's just, he's just like, oh, well, you know, it's part of the game, it happens. I'm going to fight my suspension. Good. Go ahead and fight it. Because that's what you have a player's union to do. But it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Completely. Because he just... Does what he does. He, he's kind of a headhunter. And he just deals... With that completely. And... It's ridiculous. On how... Vontaze Perfect is still in the league and he's going to get kicked out of the league over this. Uh, and, you know, other players are like, you have former players that are like, uh, you should be kicked out. You should be kicked out. The current players can't say that, but yeah, they think it, you know. Um, but yeah. So that was big news in the NFL this week. Um, Steelers game. Monday night against the Bungles. Very Bungles, Bungles performance. Very Bungles, Bungles performance, yeah. Steelers defense looked awesome. They're they're getting strip sacks. They're getting sacks. They're, they're, They're eight, eight. Yeah. Eight sacks. And that was awesome. Um, the Wildcat oh. was really effective. Like the Steelers' offense, that you were at the game, it felt really quiet in that stadium on the first offensive series. Oh, I mean, they didn't really do anything. The whole first half was boring. But they came out with that Wildcat, and they they got some yards. That was in the first half, still. Yes, Jalen uh, Jalen Samuels taking the direct snap. You know. And he has got all kinds of motion. He he could keep it himself. He could he could hand that that first play that they did with the touch pass. I mean that was awesome. I I I like that. Um, it 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 was kind of a throwback to like the gadget plays that Ken Wisenhunt used to put out there when the Steelers wow. were winning Super Bowls. Yeah. Um, you don't want them to have to rely on it. No. And a good thing is that they were letting Rudolph throw downfield more. So when they were running traditional plays... But the only uh, connection was with Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson, he uh, had that it was, fumble. It was a 30-yard 30 30-yard 30 pass play? Yeah, but, but that was like, just, like, first of all, big for Deontay Johnson because he was making up for the fumble that he lost earlier. And, you know, I'm not talking, like, super downfield. Like, in the... Last week's game, 
okay? Rudolph was throwing balls like three yards, two yards, five yards. Yeah. You know, like, let, was... let, him, let him throw for a first down every well, now and then. That's all he did this week was swing passes. Um, uh, you had Jalen Samuels and a Wildcat. You had Connor. Um, uh, Rudolph only actually had, I think, 100 yards downfield passes. The rest were pitches, shovel passes, and everything else. Um, it was stupid, but, but you, they won, they won 27 to three. You had, uh, oh, oh, by the way, Chris Boswell made a 49 yard field goal. Hey, that's good. That's good because last year Boswell couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, mm-hmm. you know, um, now we are with Mason Rudolph, and you thought they would let him air the ball out. He did not air the ball out at all last night. It was all swing passes. It was all shovel passes. And that is the game plan that worked that they had set up for the Bungles. Um, next week, they got the Ravens coming into Heinz Field. I don't know. You got Lamar Jackson coming in here that is a running quarterback. He has uh, Marquise Brown as a receiver, who is Antonio Brown's cousin. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to feel for next week. I don't think next week is a traditional, what Mike Tomlin wants to say, AFC North football lineup. It's not the beating, banging, concussion-having game that we're expecting. Mm. Um, this past week, with the Bungles, it wasn't a beating, banging, you know, concussion-having no. game. Because the Bengals suck. I mean, the Steelers-Ravens, like, these... It might, it might actually go the other way, where, like, the Ravens are just... So much better than the Steelers. Like I'm, I'm concerned with Lamar Jackson. Um, I think he's a lot better quarterback than Mason Rudolph. And, I do too. You know he's he's like a top five fantasy quarterback. So you know he puts up big stats. Um, and the Steelers defense, like they've they've got playmakers, but like you know they look look at the uh, you know look at the Wash or the I'm sorry, Washington uh, the Niners game. Yeah, you know like. They got turnovers, but then, like, the offense couldn't do anything with it. And they ended up losing. Um, you know, you got you got to be able to capitalize on what your defense gives you. And that's a lot easier to do against a bad team like the Bengals than it is against a good team. So, so we will see. Like, Steelers' defense looked really awesome in the first half against the Niners. Nothing to show for it. No, um, not... not um, the defense looked really awesome... Against the Bengals, and they ended up winning by three scores. I mean, T.J. Watt had a couple sacks, forced fumble, whatever else. This you know, Monday Night Football against the Bengals, uh, and then I mean, we'll we'll see what happens with the with the Ravens.
But with that win, even though the Steelers are one and three, they're still one game out of first place. Yeah, and they they beat the Ravens next this week. And I, I took all the Twitter surveys, the who's the favorite, and I picked Steelers just to see. Like, I think a lot of people were just picking Steelers just to like goose the numbers a little bit. Like, I don't know anybody who thinks that the Steelers are actually the favorites at this point. No, they're they not. need to do more than beat the Bengals before they, they do they earn everybody's adulation again. But we're okay. So the Steelers are in a weird position right now. Um, they're one game out of first place uh, in the AFC North. The AFC North currently is a horrible division. You know, it's like the Pirates. No, I mean it's a know, division. It's 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 not the worst. I mean, it's just it's a, it's in a transitionary phase right now where like it was dominated by the Steelers most years, and now the Steelers aren't looking as good as they have been. Um, well, the AFC so, North's been dominated by the Steelers and the Ravens. Yeah, and the Ravens. So Steelers and the Ravens, and now the Ravens are have the upper hand. It would seem, but it's still early, man. Like it's it's early. Like obviously, like again, the personnel matters a lot, and the fact that the Ravens have the quarterback that they went into the season naming as their starter, whereas the Steelers have already had to ditch that plan and use their backup due to injury. Yeah, um, that gives the Ravens the upper hand. Um, there, there's a lot of other reasons, you know, and and it doesn't it doesn't help to put yourself in a hole. Not, you've got you've uh, got to you've got to win right you've got to you've got to win more games than you would have had to otherwise. You know the worst part is we're, is we're dealing basically with for the Steelers to go. What they're 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 one and three now. For them three. to go ten and six, that means they have to win three out of every four games they have left. So if you break the season up into. Th- Four game chunks. Nine, you got to go three and one, three yeah. and one, three and one. Yeah, nine and that's and, hard to do. Nine and seven could win this division. Mm, maybe nine, nine and it seven could, could yeah, win it the could, division. It could. You're gonna have to go uh, eleven and was eleven and four. Yeah, eleven and four wins the division. Eleven and four is squeaking a lot card right now. But I mean, they got they got the Rams. Yeah, they you got know. the Rams. They got, the Steelers got to go to the West Coast two more times, mm-hmm. and they suck on the West Coast. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I take Gesha's game as a, um, a, a a wins a win a win, mm-hmm. but I don't take that as a. Uh, a, a stepping stone. It it is a it is a win. It is a win. I don't That's think what it is. I don't think it is a next week. Stone. Next week is where you define your season. Yeah, next week you're playing the Ravens division team, and if you can beat them at home, then you have more confidence about yeah. going on the road and beating them a second time. Especially with Mason Rudolph, who's a backup quarterback, who is uh, was listed as the heir apparent to Ben, so. But being that it's a one o'clock game on Sunday, I'm really concerned that they're gonna like show up late. <laughs> At least mentally. Yeah. Physically, they'll be there on time if they yeah. not think it's a fourth yeah. or some shit. Physically, but, they're there on time, but mentally, it's like, oh shit, we gotta do some shit now and play. It's the fourth quarter. Yeah, you know, um, you, you come out flat and Jackson throws, you know, touchdown passes on his first two drives. Yeah. 
and uh, and then like oh hey we're now we're ready to play but guess what like you already dug yourself a hole marquise brown will have that happen to you yeah yeah um i don't know i, I don't know I, i'm still willing Steelers win uh obviously i'm, 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 I'm a homer yeah i'm a but, homer i don't like picking against them uh, but, but you won't see me at the casino <laughs> not at all and not just because you can do it on your phone now like I'm just that's a metaphor. I'm yeah. not I'm not touching this game uh, with any money that I don't want to lose. You know what's funny is Amanda asked me she's like, So since the uh casino has uh sports book and whatnot and I can do it on the phone. She's like, So do I have to worry about you going to the casino and then this year it's that was last year. Do I have to worry about you going to the casino uh, for football for Saturday and Sunday? I'm like, no, I'm cool, babe. And she's like, okay. And then now it's available on the phone uh, for the app for Sportsbook. And she's like, do I have to worry about that? I'm like, no, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. And then she asked me, she goes, why are you betting games like on your phone and shit and whatnot? I'm like, I still call my bookie. Yeah, you don't have to put the money up. I'm like, I don't have to lay the money yeah. and the juice first. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just call my bookie and I'm like, here's what I'm betting. Boom. Here's the money I'm laying. You know, like, hey, give me 50 on this. Give me 100 on that. Give me 75 on that. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I see him on Wednesday at the bar in Dormont mm-hmm. <laughs> that is busy on Wednesdays Yeah, um, for payoff and collection. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, that's uh, got to make her feel better. <laughs> it does. Uh, minimally. Why? Because, uh, like... What like, you're still gonna pay up? Well, I collect more often than not. Oh, so she has faith in your picking ability. Yeah, yeah. But but I, she doesn't like the idea of you like going to the casino. No, with no, extra no. money and yeah, like yeah, losing yeah, yeah, you know, twenty yeah, bucks here yeah. and there on. So roulette. so if I make phone calls here and there, yeah, for for games, I'm not laying cash up front. Right, but you still run the risk of losing it. I do run the risk of losing it. But you're saying well, that she has faith in your your picking. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she, yeah. She's down with your system. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. So so she's not about. And I explained to her, I'm like, I, I did one week of laying up front. I'm like, so I put out this much money and the juice. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. And then. Then she started watching the games. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, all intense onto it. I'm like, no. You know, just, but you put this much on what on this game, you know, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that's why I don't do it through apps or whatever else. Mm-hmm. And the casino app and everything else. Yeah. I still do my bookie, man. Like, I don't have to lay the juice up front. Nothing. I see him one day a week. It's pick up and collect. That's all it is. Yeah. You that know. works. Um, Speaking of picking up and collecting. 
<laughs> what do you got to do? Yeah, understood that. It's about that time of the night where we uh, wrap up. Uh, Steelers this week, Ravens. You got to, yeah, Steelers win or Ravens win? Like I said, man, like I, I, I guess if you had to like hold a gun to my head, I would say, you know, please put down the gun. Um, but yeah, like I would probably pick the Ravens. Um, but I'm, obviously doesn't mean that I'm rooting against the Steelers because I'm not going to put money on this game. Me neither. Um, I'm taking Steelers uh, win with a Boswell field goal. Uh, so what a late one, like a game winner, or yeah, like just somewhere game win, in the mix. G- game winner. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, we'll we're not going to put any money on that, but no. we'll see who's right. Yeah. And we'll game talk winner, about Boswell field goal. We'll, we'll talk about it next week. You know. Uh, in the meantime, I'll though, make sure to, I'll make sure to tell Amanda how lucky she is that you didn't actually bet me. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> um, and then also, don't forget uh, Pitts uh, playing this week. Uh, Penn at, State. Pitts is, at Duke. Penn State is idle, I believe. Uh, idle. No, no, no. Michigan State. Michigan State. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Notre Dame is. Got uh, Michigan this week? No, no. Penn State's not playing. I'm stupid. Michi- Michigan State is playing Ohio State. Right. Big game. Yeah. Penn State's off this week. This is all this week. And, and West Virginia's playing Texas. Yep. So those those are your local teams. It's got Notre Dame. Notre, Dame. Notre Dame's playing Bowling Green. Uh, Bowling Green. Yeah. And uh, yeah, watch football. This yeah. What's on? Uh, you know, and then. Uh, like we said, uh, the Nationals are going into the playoffs tomorrow night. Uh, you have the AL playoffs, which is Tam- Tampa's Tampa playing Bay playing Oakland. Oakland. So we'll see how that turns out. I'm, like I said, I'm, you know Charlie Morton is starting. I'm, I'm rooting for him to have a good game. It'd be, it'd be awesome to see the the Rays in the playoffs. Um, don't I? I don't know what's going to happen in the AL. Like Houston's really good. Um, Yankees are the Yankees. Twins, like where'd they even come from? I'm I'm curious. I'm I'm eager to learn who's even on the Twins because <laughs> I don't think I've seen one Twins game all year. The last time I watched a Twins game, Kirby Puckett was there. That yeah, that's that. You, you've probably seen one since after he retired. I mean, I, I I've seen a Twins game since then, but the last Twins game, like I remember in my memory, is Kirby Puckett. But yeah. anyway. Um, alright folks thank you very much it's been a pleasure uh, Matt and I will be back next week with uh, some more hot takes and sports talk have a good evening enjoy it Good night, everybody let's go pit Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or boldpgh.com.